The story of the Bible is that our fellowship with God, which was lost in the beginning, is being restored through the ministry of Christ. And as Christians, we believe that we can get to know the one true and living God through the pages of his word. In today's episode, we're going to be jumping right in to John chapter 4. Because why not? Hi guys, welcome back to the Why Not Podcast with me, Connor JC, and I hope that you are having a beautiful day. I am feeling good, I'm feeling fresh, I'm feeling relaxed, I'm in pain because I went to the gym for the first time yesterday in about a year and a half, and you guys will probably hear me say that forever, because that was a momentous occasion for me, and after this podcast, I'm going to run straight to the gym and just continue beating my body up. (laughs) But I'm just as excited to get into John chapter 4, so let's jump right in. John chapter 4. Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptising more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptise, but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee, and he had to pass through Samaria. So he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman from Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask for a drink from me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us the well and drank from it himself, as did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I will not be thirsty or have to come here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go call your husband and come here. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you now have is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. But you say that in Jerusalem is the place where people ought to worship. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming where neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know, we worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and it is now here when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such people to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Just then his disciples came back. They marvelled that he was talking with a woman. But no one said, what do you seek or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into town and said to the people, Come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the town and were coming to him. 
Meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat that you do not know about. So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone bought him something to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to accomplish his work. Do you not say, There are yet four months, then comes the harvest? Look, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life, so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I send you to reap that for which you did not labour. Others have laboured, and you have entered into their labour. Many Samaritans from that town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Saviour of the world. After the two days he departed for Galilee, for Jesus himself had testified that a prophet has no honour in his own hometown. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him, having seen all he had done in Jerusalem at the feast, for they too had gone to the feast. So he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made the water wine, and at Capernaum there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. As he was going down, his servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked them the hour when he began to get better, and they said to him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that this was the hour when Jesus had said to him, Your son will live, and he himself believed in all his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come from Judea to Galilee. Amen. So that was John chapter 4. I think I missed this the first time around when I was reading it, but there's a really strong emphasis on the words that Jesus speaks and how through those people believe in him. So we have the signs and wonders, yes, we have the personal testimonies of people, but at the end of the day, as the Bible teaches us, salvation comes from hearing the word. And just as he gives signs to people, it's not the signs that really make them believe in God, make them trust in Jesus. It's Jesus's own words, Jesus the embodiment of the word, which we learn about in John 1. And I think that that's kind of a comfort, but it's also just a useful principle, especially when we're sharing our testimony. Sharing our testimony isn't sharing the gospel. When we share our testimony, it's a great start to be able to express what God has done. But nobody becomes a Christian because of someone else's testimony. People put their faith in Jesus because of him and because of his word, which is himself and the Bible. So when you share your testimony, that's great, but always remember to follow up with conversations stemming from scripture and inviting people to come and listen to the gospel faithfully preached. And that's just useful for us to remember too, in terms of our own personal evangelism. So yeah, that's kind of what I got out of this this time around. And I just found that verse 
what is it, 48? So Jesus said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. Who can relate to that? I definitely can relate to that. We definitely live in a, okay, if I don't see it, then it's not real kind of environment. We see that especially with persecution of different religious groups around the world. You know, if it's not happening to me, then it doesn't exist, especially with the plight of kind of racism that we've been thinking about over the past year and a bit. If it doesn't happen to me, then it doesn't exist. If I don't experience this, then it doesn't exist. And similarly, our view with God is, okay, well, if I don't see him doing this and this and this and this, then he doesn't exist. In fact, I was watching a TikTok the other day and it was a woman saying, ah, like, if God exists, then why isn't he doing this or this or this? He knows everything and he knows what evidence would convince me that he exists, but he's not doing it. And that's exactly kind of what Jesus is speaking into here. It's the same heart of men that is present in this passage than kind of what is relevant today. So there we go. I am going to have fun at the gym now. I am going to think through this passage more. I will drop the study questions in the Why Not Podcast Instagram. And yeah, if you guys have any thoughts or questions, then just feel free to DM me or message me at whynotpodcast.gmail.com. But anyway, tomorrow we will be jumping into John chapter 5. So until then, goodbye, God bless, and I'll see you.